Hi, I'm Susie Garden, naturopath and nutritionist, yoga and meditation instructor. Welcome to the Wellness Glow podcast for women who want inspiring and practical solutions to feel abundant energy and vitality on the inside and look radiantly healthy on the outside. Each week, I talk all things gut health and mind-body connection. If you want to find out more about me, check me out at susiegarden.com. Welcome to the show. This week, I'm continuing my series on detoxification in the body, and it's the liver this time that I'm going to be talking about. The liver is an absolute powerhouse of detox in our bodies, so I'm dedicating a whole episode to that. But before we get started, I just wanted to remind you that my four-week whole food cleanse is open for enrollment at the moment. This program is for you if you're feeling a bit sluggish, if you've allowed a few little naughty eating habits to slide in over the winter months and you want to be kind of breaking some of those habits, particularly if you're really addicted to caffeine or sugar, this program is awesome for that. So if you're interested, just go to my website, susiegarden.com, and you'll see a button there for the four-week whole food cleanse. I'm on it at the moment, and I'm feeling awesome. The first few days of a cleanse, you always feel a little bit kind of headachey as the body kind of adjusts to not having the caffeine and the sugar and all of that. But after that period is over, then you start feeling really, really good and really light. Um, So highly recommend it. So now on to the liver. The liver is one of our largest organs. The skin is actually our largest organ. I think the liver comes up probably number two or three. Not sure how it compares to the brain. And the uh, liver is responsible for a whole bunch of chemical reactions in our body. And part of that is our detoxification process. So We are exposed to toxins every day. Think about filling up the car with petrol. Think about some of the things that you use on your skin, some of the skin creams and makeup and things like that. Also, if you're eating takeaway food out of plastic containers, they can contain toxins that leach into the food when they're hot. Uh, Things like receipts. You know, the receipts you get out of the register they can have toxins on them that we absorb through our skin, which is just crazy, right? And also uh, the water that we drink, if you don't drink filtered water, it can have toxins in it. There's just every day, it's, it's pretty much unavoidable. But what we can do is just try and protect ourselves as much as possible by avoiding toxins if you can. And I'll talk about a couple of ways that you can do that. But also, I find it really helpful a couple of times a year just to go through a cleanse or a detox where you start really actively avoiding the toxins in the environment as much as possible, particularly when it comes to food, but also when it comes to what you put on your skin. And also, as well as that, avoidance is eating the kinds of foods that really support the body's detoxification processes and that particularly pertains to the liver so I'm going to be speaking about that today so I guess just to give you a bit of an understanding of how the liver works in terms of detoxification there's actually two major types of detoxification that goes on it's what we call 
phase one and phase two. There's also a phase three. I'm not going to talk about that today. So phase one is kind of the, the reaction where things get broken down. So the toxin comes in, it kind of gets broken down uh, into different molecules. So it gets removal of electrons. I don't want to get too technical here, but it, it just try, starts to break it down. The phase one is also where your prescription drugs start to get broken down. So those of you that are familiar with that, the cytochrome P450 pathway, that's in our phase one liver detoxification. And then we have phase two. Phase two is called a process of conjugation. So we're actually adding back to the molecules to help make them more soluble, to help them to get easily uh, eliminated from the body. And there's uh, a number of different pathways that this conjugation takes place through. And I'll name the pathways. They may not mean anything to you or they might, but they're kind of interesting. So glucuronidation, amino acid conjugation, acetylation, sulfation, methylation and glutathionation are these pathways and it is relevant because some of the foods that we eat can directly influence these pathways which is why I wanted to mention them to you. So what happens during this what we call biotransformation or detoxification we are actively converting toxins down into less toxic uh, molecules that can then be easily eliminated from the body and that generally gets eliminated through the feces and so what we do when we go on a detox program or a cleanse is we're eliminating toxins as much as possible so we're reducing that toxic load quite actively and at the same time we're increasing the nutrients that support liver detoxification so for example uh, glutathionation is one of the pathways. So glutathione is an, a very powerful antioxidant and we produce that in our bodies, but we also can eat foods that will help to um, boost up that glutathione. So broccoli sprouts, for example, are, some, are a food that is rich in antioxidants and will help boost glutathione production in the body. So that's really quite interesting. Also, uh, the sulfation was another pathway. So sulfur-containing veggies, such as your cruciferous veggies like kale and Brussels sprouts, can also help to make that pathway more effective because you're providing the building blocks for that process or that pathway to operate successfully. Another food that's really important for detoxification is garlic. Garlic actually helps activate the liver detox enzymes. So enzymes are like uh, little helpers to make chemical reactions actually happen in the body. Um, and also garlic's great because it's, it's got lots of antibacterial properties which will help to keep you healthy during the detox process. So having lots of garlic, lots of broccoli sprouts, even broccoli as well is also really good because it contains some of that sulfur as well. But yeah, the foods that you eat will influence greatly the nutrients that are introduced into the body that can support then those detoxification processes. And one of the things that's important when you're doing a detox is to avoid alcohol. 
Alcohol is one of those toxins that the liver really takes a battering from. So, and in Australia, we have a pretty uh, strong drinking culture. And even for those of us like me that work in wellness, it's, it's something that is a part of life. And I know for me, particularly in winter, uh, having a little bit of extra red wine, like what I mean by that is having it on, on other nights of the week other than the weekend can sometimes creep in because it's really nice and warming and comforting. So that's why doing a cleanse can really help to break the habits of if you've snuck a few extra wines in that are becoming a regular thing. If you're having more sugar, that's becoming a regular sort of a thing, uh, particularly caffeine as well. You know, in some instances, interestingly, I had a client the other week who said, who's doing it, my uh, detox, and she said, oh, my dad's got cirrhosis and he was told by his liver specialist to have a coffee every day for that specifically. And yes, that's right. In liver cirrhosis, there was um, some trials that have been done that have shown that one uh, caffeine-containing beverage a day is actually beneficial. So that's a very specific instance. But for the rest of the time, for most of us, we can get quite addicted to caffeine. And I don't know about you, but I prefer to keep control over what's going on in my body. And if I feel that I'm getting a little bit too, um, uh, what's the word, reliant, I guess, on caffeine, then I like to go through this detox process to remove that dependence on caffeine. And I always find when I do this, that then when I get to the other side of the detox I don't, I don't obviously feel like having it, but then if I do have it, I, it doesn't have a hold over me. So I can have it and then I can go a few days without having a coffee and then I might have another one if I want to, rather than it being, okay, if I have a client at 9.15, that means I have to get my coffee in before that, which means I have to you know, arrange my morning to make sure I'm getting my coffee. I don't like it when I get into that headspace with my routine. And there are plenty of people that come and see me that are relying on four, five, six coffees a day, and that's actually really not good for you. There's plenty of studies that show in areas of um, dementia, for example, that having a couple of coffees a day is actually quite beneficial. It's quite good for cognition. So there are certainly benefits to drinking coffee. I'm totally not anti-coffee, and I totally intend to get back on that when my detox is over. So, but this is for me personally, and for many people, it's just about re getting rid of that, that need to have the coffee. And certainly for me last week, when I was detoxing off coffee, I did have headaches. And, you know, it's something that, that really shows you the reliance that your body has on the uh, coffee or tea or whatever caffeinated beverage you enjoy uh, that it has and, and it can cause physical pain in the body when you don't actually have that on board anymore. So I really recommend just for your own wellness and your own, I guess, mindset about it is to try and not be addicted to certain foods or drinks so that you have control about what you're putting in your body. Which brings me to sugar, because sugar is the other thing that people get very, very addicted to. 
And it's certainly something that over times in my life, I've absolutely had that addiction. Uh, Certainly when I was working in corporate, there were a lot of uh, very specific foods that I won't mention because that, that would take me into brands and I don't want to get in trouble by mentioning brands. But there were certain foods that absolutely I had to have every single day. And I had no idea that they weren't good for me because a lot of these brands are marketed as having, you know, the Heart Foundation tick, as being healthy, as being good for athletes. So, you know, your average person kind of thinks, oh, well, if it's good for that, then it's good for me. But unfortunately, a lot of these products are not uh, very good for you. And a lot of them are loaded up with lots and lots of sugar, which is definitely not good for you. So that's another part of detoxing, which is really awesome, is to just get rid of those addictions. Because when you're in the detox mode, it's really funny. It's an absolute mindset that goes on that makes you actually not want to have those foods because you've got a goal. You've got a program that you're following and you don't want to kind of wreck that. You just want to move through the stages of the detox and get it done, feel good. Because let me tell you, you do feel really good when you take back control of your food and drinks. And also because you're intaking lots of really high antioxidant fruits and veggies. Like I'm having loads of berries, loads of greens, a green smoothie, which I love, which I have every day anyway, but it's it's even more loaded up with greens at the moment. So it's a really, what I enjoy about it is it's just a really great way to reset my habits. And particularly at this time of year, October, November, there's not a lot going on. I don't feel like I'm missing out. And I know that then coming into Christmas, I'm feeling good. I'm looking good. And and for me personally, if you saw my Facebook live last week, um, I have eczema and it has all gone. By day four of my detox, it has all gone. So I obviously there's an allergen that I'm now avoiding that I need to investigate further to find out why I have had this awesome outcome from my detox. So hopefully that wasn't too much of an overshare. I, um, yeah, I think that's all I wanted to say about that this week. So hopefully that's been of help to you. If you do feel like you are finding it hard to give up certain foods and you feel like those foods are not ones which you want to keep eating in your life, feel free to get in touch. We can talk about it. Maybe the whole food cleanse program is for you. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's something else that you need, but I'm certainly happy to give you some advice on that. So as always, I would ask if you've enjoyed the content to leave me a review on Apple iTunes. That would be awesome. I'd really appreciate that. Talk to you next week. Thanks so much for joining me on The Wellness Glow. I loved having you here. See you again next week. Until then, take care and be well.